0: If you find this show valuable, please subscribe and share it so that more of us can live a healthier and happier life. Now, let's get into the episode. Hey, Genius Leader, it's time for number four out of nine of our series of replays to finish this year in the best way possible. Today, let's talk about how to prevent the feeling of being behind all the time because it's stressful and it gets even more acute in the end of the year. And I don't want that for you. Let's dive into the way to prepare for your day and your week in the best way possible. Enjoy and see you on the other side. Hey, genius leader, welcome to another episode that will be a solo one. If you have ever woken up in the morning feeling like just by waking up, you're already behind the schedule and behind your to do plan and ambitions level, Or if you had that feeling on Monday morning when you just show up at work and you already feel behind, this episode is for you. Take pen and paper or open the app's note in your phone and let's talk. Because I want you to feel good when you start your week or day. I want you to feel like you are in control and like empowered to do things in alignment with your values and long-term goals. I want you to succeed. So let's set you up for success with your days and your week. Because this is the worst feeling to have, to feel like you're behind just when you're starting. And I want you to create your system to never get there. Or if you ever get there, to very quickly get out of there. So let's start with the preparation of the week. And then we'll go to the preparation of the day how to not get into that feeling of being behind just when you're starting. I want to keep this perspective that I keep repeating quite often on this podcast, that there is no right and wrong way. There is quite often just your and not your way of doing things. So whatever I suggest, take it with a critical mind and think, try it on yourself. We're now in a personal development fitting room. I'm giving you some Pieces of clothing, what I think might fit, but you need to try them on you to see whether they s- sit well, whether they feel well for you, whether they represent your style and how you want to show up in the world. This is what we're doing. I want you to be in that fitting room, trying different things on yourself to see which size, which color, which shape, which style, which fabric you want to wear and consequently to buy. So for the week preparation, And you already hear what I'm hinting at here. To not feel like we're starting and already are behind, it's very important to prepare. I know it's not sexy. It's not a super duper trendy thingy that I'm like going to sell you a, I don't know, some secret blueprint uh, if you sign up for my course or whatever. No, (laughs) we're talking basics here. Uh, you know that I love basics because they are effective and when we skip them we get ourselves so easily in the overwhelm and into different variations of misery. So let's stick to basics of preparing for our week and for for this for the week, let's focus on the work and then it will be more a personal focus and context for the preparation for the day. So what I suggest for people to do is to spend between 15 and 30 minutes every week to prepare for the week. That can look like a block with yourself on your calendar on Monday morning before you get going with all the meetings of yours and tasks at work. Uh, It can also be part of your Friday finisher. When you're wrapping up the week, you're summarizing what has been done, what not, have the priorities shifted, are there any new things to add and reprioritize, and so on. You can add the preparation of the week there if it feels good for you. I personally prefer to do it on Sunday evening for myself Then I have rested during the weekend. I've spent some time uh, with my family, recharging my batteries, um, which I I do in the evenings as well during the week, but uh, on a broader scale. We discussed... Just after lunch on Sunday, with my husband, our week for uh, our week ahead uh, synced our plans to see whether we need to readjust anything with picking up our daughter, or bringing her to the pre school, things like that. And then I'm um, taking that personal calendar and synchronizing it with my work calendar and my work goals. So this depends on you when you prefer to do it. Whether you want to do it rested after the weekend in the beginning of the week on Monday morning or you want to wrap up your week on Friday afternoon with that, so that you feel peace of mind over the weekend, that you are intentional with what the week is going to be about. So it's up to you, or sometime on the weekend if you prefer that. And of course, um, if you are an employee, by no means am I promoting for you to work and plan your work outside of your working hours. This is not about that. I'm doing it on Sunday evening because I'm my own boss. I'm taking between one and a half and two hours in the mornings for myself, my personal development. And that means that I work fewer hours per week on business things. Personal development is part of uh, my company work, I would say, for me. But anyways, and that means that I feel okay doing some work sometimes in the evenings or on the weekend. And preparation (laughs) of my week is okay for me to do on Sunday evening. So what I would like you to do when you prepare for the week is to look at the calendar with a critical mind. Look at all the meetings that you have. We already discussed, discussed it in the planning episode back in October last year, and I'll link it to, the, to this episode in the show notes. So checking where meetings are in your day, whether they are the right length, duration, Whether they are in the right part of the day when you when you will have the right amount of energy and focus for them. Whether it has to be a meeting or it can be done somehow asynchronously. Are you the right person to be in that meeting, or maybe some of your colleagues should be there because they have better uh, understanding of the context or experience and expertise for the topic of the meeting. Are those meetings overlapping, and if so, how are you going to solve that for yourself? You cannot be in two places at the same time. Go and look at all the meetings. So things that involve other people and take action on that. So maybe some meetings will leave your calendar, freeing up some space, then take action and inform people, suggest the, the solutions on how to achieve the goal of the meeting without your participation in there. Put the respective preparation time for the meetings that are remaining in your calendar so that you are sure to not just show up Showing disrespect, feeling stressed because you haven't tried the documents that you were supposed to, you have not uh, provided the input that you needed to do, and so on and so forth. Make sure that you have the time for yourself to prepare for the meetings that stay on your calendar. Then look, do you have enough time for the individual work? So those efforts that are not collaborative and do not require meetings with the other people. It can be some high intensity and focus work like creating some reports that need your thinking, analyzing some data and uh, uh, identifying the patterns, strategic work by planning the quarter uh, for your business and so on and so forth. Do you have enough time for that deep work in your calendar? Because that is something you cannot do in between the meetings, 15 minutes here, 15 minutes there. You need to take a longer period of time to sit down and do that work. So think about it when you look at your calendar, and if it's not there, put it out, put it there. Those blocks when you will sit and work on, in a focused way individually. Do you have the time to handle your inboxes and do some quick things like that, that maybe not require your full focus and attention, but still need to be done so that you don't feel overwhelmed and, and behind the schedule all the time? When is that happening in your calendar? That can happen between the meetings when you have some uh, extra time or in the end of the day when you are tired, but uh, you are still capable of doing some things. So create that space in your calendar and be intentional with naming it that way as well. Do you have breaks in your calendar? This is another thing I know that a lot of people are missing. They're, they're planning a lot. They never get to eat their lunch in peace. In the best case, they'll do it during the meeting, which Okay, it can happen sometimes, but it should never be the rule. It should be an exception. And this is something that I really want you to look at your calendar and identify. Do you have time for your breaks? Are you creating space for yourself to reset after some demanding meetings that will take a lot of your energy? You know it. Or do you directly need to jump into a next meeting, maybe some one-to-one where you need to talk to your employee? How productive would that be? And how good of a leader? Are you going to be when you're smashed after that intense meeting of quarterly planning, for example, and then you jump into that meeting with your employee and you try to be a good leader and present and supportive for for that employee, but all you can do is just (laughs) dream of of a break and uh, some reset time to get out of the thought patterns from that previous meeting. So look at that in your calendar. Take action based on all these observations of yours, as in rescheduling meetings, maybe canceling some of them or declining some of them and uh, informing organizers of those meetings about actions from your side. Be intentional with what ends up on your calendar and communicate through your calendar to your colleagues so that they can see when you need some focused time and they should not book any meetings with you versus there is some time that is The priority for collaboration. And there you encourage people to book you for calls or meetings to uh, reach some goals together. When you have done that, and again, I in the beginning said take between 15 and 20 and 30 minutes. In the beginning, it might take you longer, so half an hour. But once you have done it some weeks, in a row, you get into the habit of that, and first of all, you become more intentional throughout the week to protect your calendar that way. So, when meetings, in, meeting invitations land in your inbox, you don't need to wait until the next Monday morning or Friday afternoon to review that. You directly put that hat on yourself, and and you go through those questions: Am I the right person? Is it the right uh, media for reaching that goal to have this call or, or meeting, and so on and so forth. So you keeping your calendar clean by having this hygiene habit of looking at it and planning it intentionally and proactively you also get uh, some systems and structures that work for you on how to plan in an effective way that really makes makes a difference with your intention with your prioritization and with your energy levels throughout the week so it will not take you a lot of time in after just a couple of occasions but take that time make this investment in the beginning allocate those 30 minutes for yourself to look at your calendar to be proactive to be intentional and really make the calendar reflect the goals of yours and the intentions of, your, of yours instead of being a separate reality that you somehow need to handle along with living according to your values and reaching those Important goals for yourself. Now, if we talk about preparation for the day, the best way to start the day is to end the previous day in a good way. <laughs> and I don't mean that it has to be all by like perfect by all the books, about the timing when you go to bed, about when you have last eaten and or all of those things. Even though I do recommend the three two one rule about preparation for the bed. I've mentioned it before in the podcast, three hours before the sleep, you should stop eating. Two hours before sleep or bedtime, you should stop working. And one hour before bedtime, you should stop using devices with screens. So that is already a good way to prepare yourself for the next day because you are setting yourself up for a better sleep in the night. But what I want to focus on in this part of this episode is about creating a system for yourself. Some hygiene habit, again, to prepare for the day after, the night before. In the workshop that I was doing recently uh, on time and energy management, we were discussing those things. How would your perfect day look like? And one of the participants with three kids, two of them, uh, very small ones, was saying that I would love, ideally, to start my day uh, with a meditation. And then do this and that with the family, and then bike to work, and and so on and so forth. And I said, "What?" But she said, and she said, "But the kids wake up at six o'clock, and I like it's not realistic for me to wake up before six a.m. to manage to meditate." And I could relate to that, and even more so, even if I would wake up before. Sometimes my daughter, somehow, little bastard would sense that I'm getting up, and she would wake up as well, and then I would not get that me time. Me, my husband, and my daughter would get less sleep. And it was just not a pleasant experience that way. I felt like I was robbed of something that was important for me. So we started talking with her, like, how could that meditation or would that meditation time look like? And she said, 10 minutes of meditation would be enough for me to start the day well. And I asked her, can your husband take care of the kids for 10 minutes? And she was like, sure. Can you ask him to do that? Yeah, I could. I said, how, how can you compensate for having those ten minutes for yourself by preparing in the evening? And then we just discussed that maybe you prepare breakfast in the evening. For example, in my family, I don't have breakfast. I do intermittent fasting for some since several years ago. But uh, my husband and my daughter do, and we prepare overnight oats in the evening. So we mix the oats with spices and dry fruit and seeds with milk, and then we put it in the fridge. And in the morning. We just quickly cut some fresh fruit into that and uh, one and a half minutes later, the breakfast is ready. So this is one of the examples of how you can spend a couple of minutes in the evening to prepare yourself uh, for the successful start in the morning. It could be about preparing the clothes for yourself or the kids, packing your bag, packing your lunch. It could be, as my example was recently, cleaning up the kitchen. Because somehow we got into the habit with my husband of not it up after ourselves. So we cook a lot. Mo- most of our meals are home-cooked. We love doing that. Uh, it's part of our quality fo- family time, but then cleaning up somehow ended up not being part of that. And then I realized at some point that we would have our morning, um, my daughter would go to the daycare, my husband would go to work, and I work from home most of the time, unless I have some client work in, and in person somewhere. And I would just End up with this dirty kitchen, and I would have to spend 20, 30 minutes out of my work time to do that work of cleaning up. Or I would have to face it every time I would take a break and come to refill my water glass or make myself a coffee or prepare lunch. I would stare at those piles of dishes in the same dirty surfaces, whatever it was. And during our week reflections with my husband that we do on Sundays, I told him, like, hey, can we make sure that we clean up in the evening before we go to bed? And we started doing that. And quite often, we just do it directly after the dinner. Or if we're cooking together, when there is less work to do, for example, everything has been cut and now it's been fried and stuff like that. One of us is taking care of the pots and, fr- and pans and mm, setting the table, maybe. And the other one is directly doing some of the bigger dishes that has been you have been used already and shouldn't go in the dishwasher. So we found our flow with that, and just happens automatically. Also, when one of us is preparing our daughter for the bad time, brushing her teeth and, and, and hair, the other one, instead of just picking up the phone and staring in the phone for a couple of minutes, we do those things. And whips, that bit of preparation is suddenly setting myself up for a pleasant morning when I don't need to start with a, it's dirty around me, and I need to take care of that and spend my time on that, or spend my energy on ignoring it or seeing it. So think about it as a hygiene factor for yourself. And maybe set that as the goal to spend 10 minutes every evening before you go to bed, hook it on your brushing teeth, which I hope you do every evening, to prepare for the day after. Whether it is looking at your calendar and writing down three main goals for yourself for the day whether it is doing something physical to prepare your clothes, your food, whatever it is for the morning, whether it is preparing everything for the workout, rolling out the mat in in some corner of your flat and preparing the clothes so that they stare at you, or as Mel Robbins says, the future Mel version of me showing this middle finger to myself, (laughs) go and train. Whatever it is for you, it can be different, but Give yourself those 10 minutes on a daily basis, just before or just after you're brushing teeth, set yourself up for success tomorrow morning. And that's the thing when you have done that, you wake up, you have this feeling hey, I'm in control. I'm proactive. I'm intentional. I am doing everything I can to be the best version of myself and set myself up for success. I'm supporting myself instead of sabotaging myself every damn day. So, I hope you implement that. I hope you already have some of these habits. And if not, please, 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 please start building those habits. Let me know when you get stuck with them. I'm more than happy to help. And if you have any hacks and tips on building these habits of preparation to set yourself up for success from the beginning and not start behind, let me know about them. I'm more than happy to share them if you are willing to share them with my audience. So thank you so much for being part of the Genius Leadership community. And in case you need to hear that today, I feel you. I see you. I love you. And I want you to start your days with success. So go and build that habit of being proactive and preparing yourself, setting yourself up for success in the evenings or in the beginning of the week. Let's do it. See you next time. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Genius Leadership Podcast. If you enjoyed the conversation, hit the subscribe button. Please rate, review, and share to help more people discover the show and become the better leaders. For more conversations about living in your zone of genius, connect with me on LinkedIn. Genius Leadership is an honest conversation about leading yourself and others, and it is my honor to be a guide in overcoming everything.